I'm Rosie. And I'm Wendy. And you're listening to Spilling La Sopa, a podcast about real Latinas, real conversations, real chistosas. Bienvenidos, listeners. It's Rosie here. It's a beautiful day. I got excellent sleep, so I'm feeling all kinds of ready. And I'm excited to get this episode going because it is a fire topic. And we have a surprise for your beautiful ears. And while I'm very excited uh, to kick off this episode, we do want to give our listeners a trigger warning. Warning. Trigger. Warning. Trigger. Warning. On today's episode, we're going to touch on topics related to sexual trauma and abuse. And anytime that you listen to us here at Spilling La Sopa, we want to make sure that you feel safe um, and you feel seen. So, you know, we just wanted to, to make that point. So how are you ladies doing this morning? Hi, everybody. It's Marisol. I'm doing well. Um, I am not a morning person. So although it is a beautiful morning, I'm just like, why, God, why? <laughs> I'm more of a of a night owl, as they call it. So, like at two in the morning, I'm like, like right alert. Um, but I'm doing well. How's everybody else? She's totally a night owl. I don't like getting her midnight <laughs> text messages. I'm like, girl, I'm, so, I'm asleep, girls. Okay, and up. you're sending me messages at like five in the morning. I'm like, callate. Yeah, Wendy. Wendy wakes up before roosters. Yeah. Oh, she she is the rooster. I have, a, I have a traumatic experience with a rooster. I'll save it for a different um, episode, but that's probably why I do. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna wake up before it wakes up. <laughs> Um, but anyways, hola todos nuestros listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Spinning La Sopa, second episode. We're starting 2022 again. I know it's not a start. We're like <laughs> almost, yeah, springtime. Spring. <laughs> exactly. But still, uh, it feels like we're like car starting our little carrito up. But yeah, I've been super excited to just record the episode for today. And I um, I can't wait to like talk to the listeners about what inspired me. But I'll, I guess I'll, I'll share some of it. But Lately, I've been watching some HBO Max shows. Uh, none of this is promoting the shows, but still, it definitely <laughs> helps me just kind of like, you know, bring a little like like glitter in my life. Um, specifically, I've been watching this show called We're Here and then Finding Magic Mike. Have you ladies ever watched that show? I started watching We're Here because he kept talking about it. <laughs> I love it. I just love that show. Basically, it's like a drag. It's a drag queen base show but it's also like a like a documentary like a docu-series um and they're going to like different like rural states that have you know probably a lot of like taboo embedded ideas about lgbt community and then they're helping people pretty much come out not like official first time come out but just community come out like i am like gay and i am proud and it's so like amazing like I was crying every episode and crying yeah, and crying. Yeah. And then, and then there's just like, yeah, like just stuff that I feel like I've gone through in my in my own life that I'm like, oh, my God, it's so true. And then you're like seeing like parents, they just take this this news so personal. And I and it's just it, it's a great, great show and it's fun and, and it's an awesome show. But also the Finding uh, Magic Mike show is super sexy. It's like these guys like it's funny because I really never really think about like how you know, guys want to be sexy, like my brain, and this might be like a cultural thing, like my brain just views as like guys trying to be more manly than like sexy, you know, like, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so this show is, is pretty much touching on that is like, there's that there's guys that feel don't feel sexy and they want to tap into that so I also fucking love that because I was like oh my god like me too like my <laughs> twerker self is like being fucking contained <laughs> so that when you said finding magic Mike I thought it was like a show to like find like the best stripper out there like <laughs> you know? exactly yeah it's it's totally the opposite it's like <laughs> finding these people and helping them find their own magic Mike like oh. <laughs> like your inner magic Mike I know I was all like so they they don't all look like Channing Tatum. Right. No. no. <laughs> so don't watch they, the show then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they're they're normal they're normal humans of, of this world. They don't right. all look that way, but there are obviously some guys like that, which is also breaking this like view that these sexy, six packy looking tall guys feel one hundred percent. There's one guy that totally meets that stereotype that he's like, I'm the bomb.com, but <laughs> but <laughs> 
But other guys are like, I don't feel, I don't feel like sex. There's a confidence thing going on still. So that was a pretty eye opening for me, and it was it was a lot of fun to just witness it. And then me also like, where do I find these classes? Like I want to be like find my magic, my Kina object. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. But anyways, these shows just really motivated me to think about, like I've been mentioning, like my own journey with sex and sexiness and sensuality and, you know, even like self-rejection as well as just rejections from other people and rejection within my own family. Like not just about me in particular, but just about embodying sexiness. And what would happen if I actually, you know, would just you know, uh, embrace that, that, that one word that's often thrown around and it, it was often thrown around in my home too. Not so much about my mom, but the word puta, right? Like, what would it be like if I were to embrace this and fucking embody it and like, buddy, 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 you know, like just like really get into it. Right. Um, so it really pushed me to like create this episode, right? Like, like, what does it mean to be a mujer in in our culture and just a woman and really tap into our sexiness and sensuality. I love it. And I think it's also important to describe that what we mean by like your sexual self or sexuality in this episode is that we mean like sexual behavior, sexual identity, and all of the things that come within that, like self-esteem, self-confidence, self-acceptance. And most importantly, I think um, I think it's self-love, which is, I think, one of the main points of um, the show we're here, right? Being able to, if maybe somebody else doesn't accept you, how do you accept yourself and love yourself? Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for, for defining that for us, Mari. Like, I think when we hear the word sexuality, our brain immediately goes to sex, mm-hmm. right? And like bypasses all these other important components that really like make up you know, sexuality and sensuality. Um, and I'm glad that we decided, you know, on this topic because it's such um, an, an important conversation to have. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so as I said, these shows had inspired me. So I felt like the best person to help us with this conversation today is none other than the badass Bonita herself. Fuck being calladita, <laughs> Kim Guerra. Yay, welcome. Hey. Hola, muchísimas gracias. I'm so excited. I'm like over here already hyped up, ready to go. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> We're so excited that you joined us, Kim. Um, for those of you that do not know Kim, where you been at, man? Right, I'm living <laughs> under a rock. Exactly. <laughs> like, welcome to the movement. <laughs> yeah, we have the 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 queen here. Um, Kim is the creator of a Mujeres Empowerment brand and platform known as Brown Badass Bonita. She is a writer, marriage family therapist, life coach, and TED Talk speaker. <laughs> she has been recognized for her generous work in the field of radical self-love. I'm doing like little, what are these called? Little snaps. Snap. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> welcome, 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 Kim. Gracias. I, I'm so excited to be here. Let's, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like such a big part of our journey of self-love is like that liberation. And part of like that liberation is like loving all of us, every part of us. Por adentro, por afuera, por enfrente, por atrás, por arriba, por abajo. <laughs> and where the sun don't shine. I'm just kidding. Yes. Exactly. Oh, wow. exactly. Yes. Oh, thanks for saying that, buddy. Because, you know, I first of all, Kim, I, I just think you're so amazing. And I just appreciate all the work that you do. And also the fact that you're so, like generous in the sense that you you let people you invite people to really witness you and and the love that you provide for yourself specifically I I I mentioned this to Kim before but I'm like every time I look at her Instagram and she posts like a semi-nude photo (laughs) and then I I get all the same feelings right this is why I thought about Kim because I get the same feelings I got when I experienced these shows right the HBO shows that we were talking about earlier like it's like a shock thing 
then there's criticism like oh look at that person why is she why is she doing that why is, she, why is he doing that and then there's like the shame right like my own shame comes on and then then there's this overwhelming hurt right and then like it's it's a kind of like a wave of like oh shoot this is my stuff this is stuff that yeah. i'm still like learning to pretty much soothe right and really like allow that part you know like my inner twerker to come out right <laughs> and allowing allowing you know sexy wendy to just be yeah. I love that. Sexy Wendy. Yeah, she yeah. wants to come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I I think I do. Maybe I'm 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 sounding like I don't, but I <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Wendy, yeah. sexy Wendy comes out. I, I, she comes out to play. Like, we know her. <laughs> we, we, know, we know her. We've met her. We've met her. <laughs> like she, I know a lot of people say, like, you're not shy. I'm like, actually, when it comes down to it, I am. See, because son esas cosas, like that you're saying, like those moments of shame mm-hmm. and like those wounds that we have in our, say, nuestro cuerpo or like those voices that we hear de las abuelas, de las tías criticonas, I, like yeah. they're still present sometimes and we have to like or we get to work through that we get to be like actually like where is that even coming from and is that true do I subscribe to that still no like if I want my titties out my titties will be out and there's nothing wrong with that if it's from a place of love right and how do you get to that space Kim (sighs) yeah I'm like it's a process (laughs) and I'm still I'm still in it I feel like it's a never-ending process but for me, it really, como, I felt I got to that place of like either I choose to love myself, así como de verdad y con ganas, or I felt like I would lose myself. Mm. Am I, or am I going to spend the rest of my life beating myself up or with the shame? Mm-hmm. Am I going to let shame decide for me or shame be the one that speaks to me? Or am, am I going to choose love? And I chose love. And that changed everything. Así como I would practice standing in front of the mirror, así encuerada, mm-hmm. and like just looking at myself. And then I would just notice that the first things that would come up was the shame, the criticism, like, I no me gusta esto. I wish this was this. I wish, you know, you look at yourself mm-hmm. and you notice like the, the first things that come up sometimes like that we focus on are like negative things that we've been taught or that we heard growing up, like this is how you should talk about your body. This is how you should feel. You should hide it. You should taparte. And then I'm like, okay, none of those things were loving. So what are loving things I can say to myself? Y poco a poquito así empecé, like choosing to say loving things to myself, looking at myself with eyes of love. And then that started to evolve too. Like, como I would like skirt around the like sensuality, sexuality part for many reasons that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Pero that was like so scary for me. It was like, <gasps> am I even allowed to think I'm sexy? You know, I, I was like a good Christian girl. Mm-hmm. And at that point too, I was a good Christian girl that was married to a white Christian man. And I was like, am I even allowed to like, because I've always known, I've always had like a high sex drive. I've always like, como que I've known I'm a very sexual, sensual person, but I always como repressed it or hid it. Mm -hmm. But in these like, como like I could call them like my secret little mirror sessions, I would be like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. what would it look like if I was like sexy? Like, how does that feel? Mm -hmm. So I would like start doing like como sexy poses for Mm -hmm. myself. And I was just like, that is sexy. <laughs> yes, me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I didn't know I could do that. I look like that. I was like, yeah. So I started to practice and get comfortable just with myself, and I would walk around a little bit more confident because I was like, oof, I know what this body could do and look like. like that. <laughs> That's probably where the finger snaps came from. Uh, like women looking at themselves, they get and be like, oh, I can't talk about like, it. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's that's so powerful, Kim, because I'm hearing like self-love, I think it, it has so many components, right? Like I can love my heart. I can love, you know, my heart's in the right place. I can love many aspects of myself. But when it comes to like loving my body, like that's difficult, right? Like loving your body and really like cheering yourself on, right? Like, yeah, there's these things that I don't like, but look at all these other things that are like, girl, but look at like, this look ass. at you. Yes. <laughs> Look at you. As, 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 as. No. <laughs> See, it's like practicing twerking naked in the mirror. One, that's that will humble you at first. <laughs> For then, sure. 
<laughs> but then you're like, yeah. one time I like one of the things like as I evolved, um, I was I was like practicing twerking in the kitchen. I sola estaba cocinando así señora vibes. But then I practiced twerking, and so and then I was like, I, I caught my the reflection of my ass from <laughs> the oven. <laughs> the oven. <laughs> And I was like, is that what my ass looks like? I didn't know I could do that. So then, tell me. then I would like put my phone there so I could take a video just to see if that was true. I'm like, oh, I know how to talk. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, yeah. Like all, all it took was for you to try and catch the reflection somewhere. <laughs> the oven of all things. I'm like, talk about domestic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, and that's also like how just kind of like has me thinking that sexuality and sensuality is so subjective, right? Like you can find sexiness in any situation and you can find things, you know, like a reflection in the oven or a situation you're like, I was cooking, Senora vibes. Like we don't think of that as like a sexy situation, but I think that's part of like being comfortable with yourself, right? Like you find sexiness in moments where... It's not necessarily yeah. for me it was like a whole new world <laughs> my problem is that when i am trying to twerk i fucking feel it and in my head you know my head is like i'm doing it and everything's like moving the right way but then i look and nothing is actually moving so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't i'm know. with you i don't know how to twerk either <laughs> i don't know how to twerk this is why i need the magic mic classes right because <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing Mujer, <laughs> did you know they have twerk classes yeah they do i know i know i, I have just to get my Oh, awesome. <laughs> I took one. Did it improve your technique? How was that? It was amazing. And it was just like the instructors, like this Afro-Argentina. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I took it here in Mexico where I am. Oh, nice. And she was like, Mujeres salvajes. Muevan el culo. Muevanlo. And I was like, Because when I first got there, Everybody was kind of shy. They were just stretching, la, la, la. And then once we started, because she had us, like, walk around, strut. And then she's uh-huh. like, okay, now pose, pose, twerk, oh. twerk, in el piso, arriba. And everybody was just kind of going all in. So you could, like, see yourself. You can see what your ass is doing. You can see, like, uh-huh. everybody else just, like, feeling themselves. Así como tocándose. They're like, uh-huh. okay, just keep this movement. And I was just like, ooh. Okay, and uh, <laughs> nice. it was amazing because it, that como que that encouraged me to like como just totally own it. Y mm-hmm. aunque I'm like, okay, I know how to do this movement, but I'll focus less on the actual movement, but more on like the energy that's coming out, the sensuality, porque that automatically makes you sexy. Yeah, yeah, I like that you said yeah, that. The energy, for sure, mm. the energy that you bring. So early- it's all about the energy. <laughs> 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 so earlier, Kim, you were talking about how there's some things that can get in the way of, of people actually embracing that energy, right? Like it's there, sometimes it's looming over us, kind of like you said, like through through as you were growing, you were feeling this looming energy and then you were started to kind of interact with it behind closed doors. Um, so I guess I want to go back to that. What are, what are some things that you think get in the way? And this is a question for all the ladies too, but, um, what do you think gets in the way of our blooming sexiness? There's so much that it's all como, I would say like, if we look at the roots of it, a lot of it is like rooted in the machismo, in that internalized shame I'm like, what Marianismo is just like, as a woman, you have to like be virgin, virgin like. And your sexuality is not something to talk about. Esas cosas no se hablan. For me, I was like, a, I am a survivor of like sexual trauma and abuse. And like that also messed with like how I saw my body. I would see my body as like a source of shame. I would see it like as if I was like tainted, um, something to be scared of. I'm like, I, I didn't feel safe in my body and I didn't feel like I had power and agency over my body. And then my family got super into the church and then boom, okay, even more messages of like a woman needs to, you know, the body belongs to God and your body belongs to your husband. And not once did it ever say like, love your body. Not once did they ever tell me 
you know, like sex is great and beautiful and meant for you to be enjoyed. It's like sex is to reproduce and to bring pleasure to your husband. And like, yeah, you know, like it's not for you. It's for the man. And there was like so many things. And then also hearing like the comments from like my family when they were talking about their own bodies, when they were talking about other women, así como seeing somebody on the street. And like, I don't know if your family is like that, but my family yeah. is like that too. Que hasta los dedos de los pies les critican. And For sure. Yeah, sorry, sure. I was laughing at an inside <laughs> joke about Rosie's crow feet. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that was from another episode. <laughs> yeah, so now I feel like yeah, we have we to. Have now to, I feel like we have to talk about that, feet. or else people are gonna think I have fucked up feet. <laughs> so Wendy and I, Wendy and I were roommates, and I came home one day from a pedicure, right? And I, like, I had just got my nails done pedicure, and I'm sitting at the table, and I was like, Wendy, dude, like, I noticed, like, I'm, you know, I getting crow's feet, like, I got crow's feet, and. She like, but I was talking about crow's feet, like las arrugas on oh, your eyes, you know, like when you, like those, what that's what that's she called. She didn't know either. Kim feet. didn't know either. See, she didn't know either. <laughs> okay, Kim didn't Kim know either. And, I are on the and so Wendy, we're, we're like sitting at the table and Wendy kind of like, you know, she like looks at my toes. I just got my toes and she's like, oh, they're not that bad. And I was like, Wendy, crow's feet are on your eyes. Like not, they're not. Yeah. And it's been a joke like ever since that we yeah. always talk about. Yeah, it cracks me up because she came in, right, con las chanclas que te dan en el, en el shop. <laughs> and then when she said, oh, man, I'm getting really bad crow's feet. And I literally, because I was sitting in the table, I literally like went under the table and I looked and I was like, oh, your feet don't look that bad. <laughs> and then she's like in my face and I was like wait I was really confused because I was like what I've never used I've never used that term I've never even heard it like crow's feet like it's the little arrugas that you get yeah the little lines when you like squint the Uh lines on the corners of your eyes those are called crow's feet and and that's actually one thing that um talking about like sexiness right like I feel like especially this day and time with Botox being here and like so accessible that if you do have actual crow's feet you know everybody wants you to go fix it like oh tienes una arruga aquí go fix it that doesn't look sexy like and then sometimes I do look at me so I'm like oh my god I have crow's feet too like this is not sexy like and we sometimes have this image of what sexiness is and we think of like Kim Kardashian right con botox aquí botox hasta las nalgas like everything botox and like perfection and um, Wendy like kind of to answer the question you were talking about right like what are the things that prevent us from feeling sexy and I think for me has been that 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 culture shift in social media where there's filters and everybody looks perfect and I'm like damn my skin does not look like that like I I do not feel sexy you know you see all these girls like looking good and then I see them in real life and I'm like bitch that was a filter that was a filter (laughs) like you have crow's feet too and I love it because then I feel like it brings me back to like okay it's normal (laughs) like you know you 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 kind of regain that yeah yeah right now there's all those videos if you're on tiktok at all there's all those videos of like i you know it's someone with a filter and they're like Mm. i would see everyone with this filter but i thought it was their face i thought they looked like that and then they take the filter off and they're like this is not my face like that was not my face this is my face you know one of the things that came up on when you ladies are talking and also um kim some of the things that came up for me when you said do you have these types of family members and yeah man like i feel like well not only was i raised by a virgo like my mom's a fucking virgo but she's like a true virgo like the criticism is there like i'm a virgo too but i feel like you're a virgo too (laughs) i'm a virgo too but i feel like my yeah, a lot of people tell me that I don't I don't um, embody the full like Virgo-ness. So my mom is like the full Virgo, like she's full Virgo. But yeah, she was very, very critical. Um, and I think that uh, uh, coupled with that, right, that's critical self, the cultural self, this religion, right? So I've mentioned to the listeners in the past that my um, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Um, so it was totally like not okay to dabble with your sexuality at all like you are only allowed to date and if you are dating you're gonna marry this person you're not you're not gonna um you know get date and get to know them or whatever like no, <laughs> no you can't do any of that like you're supposed to you know get to know the name and get to know the family and then after you get married you you have sex so that's with the that seven on top with the sound on top and a hole in, in the <laughs> 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 yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, that definitely impacted the way that I was doing things like, you know, what I was wearing, what I was, you know, whether or not I was going to be flirtatious, right? And, and you know, next to religion is totally that trauma component. Like, I too have a, I too have a long, long history of, of childhood sexual abuse. And I think that really, really impacted my ability to dabble with my sexiness because it became so shameful and it became a hurtful thing and it also became an unsafe thing to do um so I think for a long time it was like a push and pull uh relate push and push and pull relationship for me it was like I wanted it I wanted to embrace it and I wanted to kind of you know allow myself to to be okay and and love my body but it was also this is quote unquote the the thinking error that I had was it was also like a betrayal thing Right. Like I my body wasn't safe with wasn't safe. It didn't keep me safe. It got me hurt. And and now I have to like reject it in different ways, be it by covering it up, even though it's freaking hot and I'm wearing these long <laughs> sleeves and fucking turtlenecks <laughs> or 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 was it overeating, you know? So I think that there those two components for me were like major, major. Um and it really it really just kind of smashed a lot of my sexiness. And and to a certain extent, I feel like maybe I've worked on that and it's been, you know, years and stuff like that, but it still comes up, right? Like I've, I've noticed so many things that I'm like, why am, why am, am I not like coming into it full throttle, right? Like these twerking classes, like sign up girl, <laughs> you know, it's still something that, that I'm planning to do. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. something I want to add to what you said is like, Sometimes we punish our body and instead of creating a healing, safe, nurturing environment, we feel that like distrust or even just like we direct that anger towards ourselves, or we blame ourselves for what happened. We blame our bodies for what happened and like we punish it. Some people punish it by like working out too much, overeating, not eating, hiding some people self-harm so there are so many layers to this process and to this healing and I remember I spent so many years like punishing and hating my body that I had to like take time to apologize to apologize to forgive to thank my body for doing what I had to do to survive and to reacting and to responding in the ways that it needed to in order to survive. But also it's like, now I commit to taking care of you, to nourishing you, to making sure that you're safe, to celebrating you and to meet your needs and to release you and have you be free. So that's like a huge part too that of the work that has been done and is continuing to be done. Um, because I was like reading how a lot of us who have experienced abuse in one way or another and we're not healing intentionally, either you abuse yourself because that's what you're used to or you use other people to abuse you in your relationships. Like if they're not treating you well, if they're not respecting your boundaries, like that's another form of continuing that cycle until you intentionally choose love and shift that. Also, fun fact, I waited till marriage to have sex. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. La gente no cree eso. This is uh, probably linked to what you had shared earlier about being the mm -hmm. the uh, the good girl. I was gonna say one of the things that came up, Kim, when you were talking was you know this the, uh, responsibility, right? So I, I was thinking like oftentimes when we are uh, survivors of of sexual abuse um, or any type of physical abuse that really you know gets you to disconnect from your body because of whatever circumstances you were going through. It's no longer safe to stay in your body. So you disconnect completely, um, which can create like this, like, like breakup with your body, right? And neglecting your body, like maybe, you know, uh, by, by not doing loving things to your body. Um, but that made me think about responsibility. A lot of times we do think that it's our responsibility, um, to to kind of continue to suffer about what happened right and the minute i think that we can we can work towards also really giving this baggage back to the actual person right a lot of times at least for me like my abusers were all adults so w when i'm a kid and there's an adult doing this 
then that means that is not my baggage to hold. This is this person's baggage, and they came and dumped it on me, and here I am suffering, lugging this baggage, right? So um, that just made me think about, yeah, like putting the responsibility back where it belongs, which is you are an adult, you know what you know what you were doing, and I was a kid, and I and I had no other choice but to put to you know Mm -hmm. follow, right? Follow because I'm expecting you to know best, right? Right. I was just going to say, I think a lot of that is is cultural, right? Like you we're talking about responsibility or when you're talking about putting the responsibility. And I feel like culture, religion teaches us that it's the woman's responsibility, right? Like it's our fault. Like it's our responsibility to wear the right clothes, to not be too revealing. It's our responsibility to like, even as a young girl, right? Like even as a child, um, I think like you know, your parents start teaching you certain things, right? Like in their eyes, it's things that to protect you, right? Like the best way to to keep you protected is to teach you how to protect yourself. And so from pretty early on, you you learn as a girl, right? Not to sit with your legs open. You know, you're a kid and you're just like sitting on the swing or whatever. And they're like, oh, se te ven los calzones. You know, like you got to close your legs. Right. Oh, you can't play with them or you shouldn't walk alone at night or you shouldn't be alone here. Like there's all these rules and it's, you know, it's really unfair that the responsibility is on, it It always feels like it's on, on the, woman, the, the woman or the girl. And would like to protect and not hold men accountable. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Women's March aquí in Mexico and I was wearing a crop top and the girl that I, one of the girls I was with was wearing a corset and pasamos una, una señora, <laughs> I keep calling her, <laughs> una señora mayor. <laughs> Um, looked at us and then she's like, mm. ¿Y cómo quieren que no las violen si así se están vistiendo? Oh my goodness. That oh my pissed me off. Like, on Women's Day, on this Women's March, right. I'm like, Señora, usted por esas pendejadas somos las que porque estamos marchando. <laughs> you right. know? And like, yeah. there's so many stories of women, you know, women blaming other women for things that men do. Yeah. Shaming mm-hmm. us. Instead of holding the man accountable mm-hmm. from like, I have a story too from my mom. She had given, she's like, ah, you know, ya no me queda este, este little romper. You can have it. And I was so excited because I'd seen her look super cute on her. A mí me quedaba como un poquito más cortito y apretadito because um, I was like, I barely hit puberty. My thighs just like, boom. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was walking down the street with her and th- this car se paró on the street like thinking I was like a sex worker and my mom got mad at me oh. she was just like ya es es tu culpa la 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 and I'm like mm-hmm. you right. gave me this romper you were wearing it like three mm-hmm. months ago mm-hmm. but I remember she made me feel so ashamed like I had done something wrong simply by walking down the street and like this man like stopping and like soliciting sex and I was like 13 and, mm-hmm. you know, esas cosas luego, luego, like, they speak to you about, like, okay, it's not okay, it's not safe to show up, it's not safe to wear this romper that my mom literally just gave me. It's my responsibility to, like, not make eye contact, to cover up how I walk, how I talk. It's all my responsibility or else I'm giving men permission to objectify mm-hmm. me. Right. Right. And Kim, you mentioned that that you waited till marriage to, mm. you know, to have sex. Do you think it had a lot to do with that? Like with the way oh, that yeah. you grew up and all that responsibility that was placed on you? Yes. Like I as the oldest Latina, the oldest daughter in my family, I had so much expectation on me to be a good example, to like I was the first to go to college. I was responsible for to make my family proud to make god happy (laughs) to Mm -hmm. make sure i was like being that like example that my sisters needed so i just remember also feeling when you're like grow up with trauma like for me i just wanted to feel worthy accepted validated like even though all this stuff happened to me like i'm i just wanted to be good i wanted to be loved so I was trying so hard to do everything that they told me like good girls and good women did. I was like, all right, I'm going to be the best daughter, the best sister, the best Christian. And I'm like, I guess now I'm going to be the best wife. And that purity culture, it's like has such a strong grip um, for so many of us that were like, 
raised thinking like, oh, I'm, I need to present myself pure to my husband. Uh, yeah. And, and I think it also it also kind of reminds me of, of my mom's story, right? Like, or our mom's stories and like la, la vieja señora, whatever. <laughs> la, 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 la you know, like what are their stories, right? Because these, I think that, you know, w- when my mom has said hurtful things to me about my body, it, it reminds me of projection, right? Like, dang, like mm. this is also a way to kind of put the bag back on that person and not hold it for them is is that when people are talking or, or make, talk, making you ashamed about your body, this says a lot about the shame that they hold about their own body and that disconnection that they've created with their own body. So I think that that's helped me alleviate, you know, some of the experiences that I've had with my mom when she's, you know, talking about my sex or, or, or my body. Um, is that I, I really feel bad, it's sad for her, right? <laughs> Not so much for me because yeah. I'm like, I'm over here like living closer <laughs> to my body than ever, right? And she's over here still practicing disconnection from body because it's not safe. And, you know, that just makes me think about, you know, just small things of like even sexual identity that's not small actually it's a huge thing right like sexual identity (laughs) I was thinking two things at the same time but I'll bring up the second point in a little bit but like sexual identity right like I I came out as a lesbian when I was 12 right and I I told my sister and then I told my mom and it was a very uh, scary experience right not so much because I thought it would be horrible I came in like with with this like pride to disclose and it became a violent scene right it was not okay it was not accepted and it it, it was not safe it was not safe to be not uh, non-heterosexual and as I got older and, and continued to discover you know my my sexual identity I started to realize that a lot of you know me uh, connecting with being a lesbian was was because my perpetrators as a child were males Right. So then that created a lot of fear around connecting with men. Um, So as I started to say, like, hey, I'm actually attracted to men, too, and finding some safety in that, that there was also not only safety and like connecting with a male, but also acceptance from my community and my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely i think there's been a long a long journey and and you know now that i'm older and and an adult i i came out a second time to my mom and i was like actually i'm not i'm not lesbian i'm not bisexual i identify as pansexual um but at the time when i came out to mom again i was dating a woman and oh my goodness she res- she as she pretended or like her brain fucking lied to her or something but she was just like <laughs> like like i responded the same way I'm really upset very angry very like how could you you know said very very hurtful things and 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 i i could have chosen to be very very hurt or also or or choose the or, or choose the other side right which i said this is her baggage and she really pretended like i hadn't come came out at 12 so i was like come on lady this is not news to you <laughs> so uh, yeah i think that that's very very interesting and and i i i i think about the women that still you know have this very very strong connection with their mothers and are are influenced by their mother's views of them and and if mom does not approve of this then I'm not going to wear this or I'm not going to date this person Mm -hmm. or you know I'm not going to engage in this certain type of behavior the mother wound it could also be at the time that our parents were growing up because I feel like my mom could be very like accepting you see but um not so long ago we were watching Queer Eye I don't know if you ladies watch Queer Eye, but I yeah. love Queer Eye. And I especially love yes. like Jonathan Van Ness because he's so hilarious. And so we, I started watching it with my mom. She's like, ay, ¿y ese por qué, tiene, por qué se viste así con los vestidos? Ay, no, qué ridículo se ve. And I'm like, well, let him be. A ticket. ¿En qué te afecta? Like, what, how, how does this, why does it bug you? Like, it, it has nothing to do with your life at all. And she goes, ay, sí, pero es que no, es que, ay, qué pérdida de hombre. And then I'm just like, mom, like, como que pérdida de hombres para otro hombre. So that's good for him. Like, you know, whatever. And so even though like some of our parents could be very accepting or, or you know, like there's still little things that come out um, that you're like, no, my parents still not super evolved just yet because they still hold all these beliefs. And it, again, it could be something cultural from like when they were growing up that un hombre no se viste así, yo, una mujer no se viste así, you know, so... <laughs> I have a tia that I was like sleeping over her house 
she used to like fall asleep watching those like true crime documentaries. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you're trying <laughs> to <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> aquí, y luego sacó la pistola. <laughs> and I was like finally going to sleep and then I oh by the way she she calls me King Kong um she's like King Kong and I was like oh I was like falling asleep I'm like ¿Qué pasó, tía? and she's like ¿Tú crees que estoy muy vieja para ser lesbiana? <laughs> and I'm like that woke me right up and I was like, <laughs> no, it's never too late. Yeah. And like with her, I've had like, you know, different conversations about sex, about sexuality. And I, it made me so sad. It broke my heart because I'm like, oh my goodness. Like she has such a limited understanding because that's like the messages that she grew up, like so shameful, so rigid. I, um, she's like, espérate a que se vaya a dormir tu mamá. So like, we waited till my mom went to sleep so we can all like stay up, stay up and talk. And it was like, just, you know, me, her and my brother. And we were talking about, she's like, entonces like, cause my brother and I started talking about sex and like the different dates and adventures and stuff. And she's like, wait, so you actually enjoy sex? Like you actually like it? And I was like, oh, hell yes. I'm like, it's so fun. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, but how do you know what to do? Have, do you actually orgasm? And I was like, uh, yes, don't you? And she's like, no. She's like, no, a mí solo se me subía cuando él quería. Yo esperaba que acabara y ya. So I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, that made me so sad and then I told her like have you tried like masturbation have you tried touching yourself do you know what you like and she's like ay no que es eso ya estoy muy vieja para esas cosas ya soy puro pellejo and I was like it made me so sad and like I you know I encourage her like it's not too late to love yourself to discover to orgasm I'm like you better not like you better not get any older without having an orgasm. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no quiero que, que no disfrutes de tu cuerpo y la vida de otros cuerpos. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that you shared that story, Kim, because I, you know, yeah, I was thinking about that. There's so many women, and especially I would say like the older, you know, generation that probably have not experienced an orgasm. And that's horrible. I can't imagine a world without it having experienced one. And, and you know, and, and it doesn't take, like, penetration, you know. like Yeah, we have think. a clitoris for a yeah, reason. Yeah. It's like, you do not need a <laughs> for man. For pleasure. <laughs> exactly, you do not need a man, actually. And, um, I mean, some ladies would argue, right? Like, yes, I do, I do need it. That's totally fine. You do you, boo-boo, right? Mm. That's fine, too, you know. And, and that also makes me think about, like, what gets in the way of us actually exploring, you know, our clitoris or, or really, like, understanding, like, what do we like and sex. Yeah, I think a big part of that is just like when or at least when I was growing up, like any discussions around sex, like none of them were around pleasure, right? It was all about the negative side effects, right? Like, oh, you're going to get pregnant. Oh, you're going to get an STD. Oh, you're going to be a hoe. Like all mm -hmm. this stuff that was never like presented in the, in the frame of like, it's natural. It's normal. It's part of like, you know, growing up, like, you know, and we, we weren't encouraged to like look at our bodies and like feel sexy right like almost like looking sexy was like a negative thing right right it was like oh like what the some of the stuff that we already talked about like oh you're putting yourself in danger or you know it, putting the responsibility back on the woman right and then that's making me think about this one story this one time I had actually I had gone most of my young adulthood um I'm still young by the way I'm just <laughs> My, my most of my twenties, I went, I went on with like not knowing what the what the fuck a vibrator was and what it, it did or what people used it for or how to use one, you know. And um, I actually want to thank uh, Marisol here because she gave me my first vibrator <laughs> at at, a, at an office party as a joke. <laughs> I sure did. Blessed by the vibrator. Was, 
exactly. <laughs> it was a, a a a large a large hot pink one. You probably don't even remember giving it. It's to like you. that Cardi B quote. <laughs> you probably think I don't have a dick, but I have a pink dildo in my dresser. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 with glitter. It had glitter on it. But yeah, when she gave it to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, because people, I was opening the gifts. So I think it was my birthday or something in the office. Were like, here, gifts for Wendy, and then Marisol wrapped the dildo for me. <laughs> Uh, slash vibrator and then I was like oh no I hit it and I was so upset with her I think I was mad like why would you give me this and and then I held on to the motherfucker and never used it you know like for a long um, time that was very expensive Wendy what the yeah. fuck I'm just gonna well I mean it was one of those cheap like, ones give it back, give it back. <laughs> 30 dollars like don't lie me tenia mucho speeds dude it only had like three speeds <laughs> it was you were ready you were ready <laughs> yeah yeah you were ready for more than that yeah yeah I wasn't you're right that, it's a yeah, beginner's one a beginner's one, one. <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah if you're gonna buy one ladies uh um buy the beginners three speeds only um <laughs> But yeah, like I didn't use it. I just fucking like stored it. And then um, and then I and then at some point I made my way towards it and really was like, well, how do you do use this? What do you do with this? Right. Um, and wow, I ne- I'm never going to turn back. Fuck that. Like <laughs> now I've explored now I've explored all, all, you know, these like, you know, vibrators. And I, I remember going into the store. Here's another plug or not a plug. But there's this one store in the Bay Area called Good Vibrations. And, and there's usually mainly women running it. But you'll see here and there, like, you know, different, different people um, in there. And, um... Yeah, they have a whole history of it in there. And they're more than, you know, open to like really educating you on what to use, what do you need, what's the best thing for you. And that's just so amazing. And and I think about, you know, how happy I am Marisol gave me that vibrator when I was so young. And knowing Maria, she probably meant it as like a joke. She wanted to embarrass you when you opened it in front of all your coworkers. Yeah. No, I wanted Wendy to feel good. The good vibrations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the funny thing about that is like it I mean, there are a lot of like good vibrations type of stores like in our areas, but I've never walked into one. I Wendy's present, I got it from Spencer's, right? Because there's it's oh. like acceptable to walk into Spencer's and you get all kinds of cool stuff, including, you know, sexual toys. But I've never actually walked into a store like Good Vibrations and said, like, hey, I'm here to to buy a bunch of good stuff, you know, because you kind of and I remember even when I bought your dildo one day, I was like getting it and like as como que I looked around. <laughs> like what the hell are you doing because it is taboo right it's not okay to 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 get yourself to feel good because again sex is not supposed to be enjoyable masturbation isn't for women according to our culture my grandma found my vibrator I left (laughs) I left it under my pillow and she's like, she called me. She's like, hija de tu chinga madre, ¿qué crees que me encontré tu calenturienta cochina? And, then, <laughs> and I was like, ay, qué bueno que lo encontraste, lo extrañaba. She's like, ¿qué chingados es con esas cosas? And I'm like, pues quieres que desde un tutorial se aprieta el botón, a las vibras, me hacen sentir bonito, me encanta, te recomiendo uno. She's like, Cállate con esas cosas. But then, like, but then, like, the next day when we were having cafecito, she's like, "Ahí te dejé tu cosa esa, eh? ¿Y si te sirve?" And I was, I was like, "Sí, sí me sirve." Because she was like curious, but like trying to be like to play it off. And like you know, mm-hmm. she comes off like that. Pero the response, like, I feel like I've managed to not accept any shame because I, it would have been like oh my god you know if I was embarrassed I was like oh no it's not me it's me amiga you know like no I was like oh hell yeah I love that <laughs> <laughs> that is gross my friend <laughs> left it at my house <laughs> under my pillow <laughs> the tooth fairy like switching that narrative you know of just like oh my gosh like yeah. that's nothing to be ashamed of I love it and like that como mm. changes her attitude towards it too and yeah. then the next day como que after we had that conversation she was just like Sais, like one of the things I was so mad about when you first came out as queer she's like que she's like 
¿sabes cómo tienen sexo las lesbianas? I'm like, obvio. <laughs> She's like, se me hace horrible eso. ¿A poco comes concha? ¿Comes panocha? She's like, ¿te gusta comer la panocha? And I was like, a mí no me gusta. A mí me encantó. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, cállate, cállate, cochina. And, I, and she's like, ¿para qué pregunta? And I was like, mira, ya quisieras, a ti te la han comido y si no te la han comido, te la estás perdiendo. Ya quisieras. And then she just like started laughing. She's like, no, 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 no me hables de esas cosas que, que ya, ya sé que ya te gusta y. Ya no voy a decir nada más. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, and in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally talking to my grandma about eating pussy while we're having our morning cafecito. What's up? I was going to say, I mean, the fact that you're able to have that conversation, it just sounds like how comfortable you are with yourself and like loving yourself and not being ashamed because I feel like if my grandma were to find it, which I would make sure nobody would find it, first of all, like I wouldn't just leave it lying around because again, it's shameful, right? Like, My grandma wouldn't even like entertain the idea. She, she would se va a hacer la que no oye, because when she doesn't like it, what you say, like, se va a hacer la que no oye, Wendy knows that. <laughs> yeah. But she, like, she would just walk out. But I do remember, like, kind of sort of having a similar conversation with my mom because we were, we were it, was, it was during quarantine cuando salió la canción de Bad Bunny, right? The Zafaera or whatever. Mama el culo. It was those videos. Yeah, it was those yeah. videos, right? Those TikTok yes. videos, and the parents were like, you know. So then I showed it to my mom, and mom was like, Ay, ese viejo a poco dice esas cosas. I'm like, I am Maya. Usted nunca le hicieron así. She's like, Marisol, qué cosas dices. But then she cracked up, and then we just laughed and yes. we laughed, right? And even though she said like, qué, qué cosas dices, and we didn't go deeper into actually talking about like sex mm -hmm. we both understood that it's it's it was comical to both of us and it was almost like okay well that that should kind of well it's not too normal right mm -hmm. but maybe it is and but um it kind of opened up a different space for my mom and I to like even just giggle about sexuality maybe not have like a good nice conversation and acceptance but just a laugh and I think that's always been like also like um the way that I I I I kind of hide things that I don't want to talk about, but then I want to talk about them. Like mm -hmm. I make jokes out of them. And I mm -hmm. just having that little bond with my mom, it felt like, okay, cool. Maybe she, she'll start like, you know, being a little bit more open to sex and having the conversation that I'm an adult woman, mom, and I'm going to listen to Bad Bunny and maybe do the things that Bunny says. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, at least, at least, the, I mean, that song is like, you know, pretty grabby. Yeah. <laughs> But my, my mom had the same reaction. Do you remember? I think we must have been around 15 when that Pitbull song came out. He was like, da -da 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 culo. Dang, she had a fit. She was like, no, no, escuchando eso. Que cosas son esas? And I had a quinceañera. So it was around the time of a quinceañera. And I was joke with her, right? I was like, esa va a ser la canción de mi baile sorpresa. <laughs> She's like, te saco de la pista de las greñas. Ni se te ocurra. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say, like, my mom has surprised me over time. You know, my parents, um, growing up, they were, like, pretty traditional. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, Catholic and all that stuff. And then they split up. And I think, like... They couldn't really hold on to the religion and like hammer it down that hard because they themselves were going through a split, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, like many years later, uh, my mom is like dating, right? And I'm like encouraging her. I'm like, yeah, mom, like, you know, you should go on a date, blah, blah. So I like pushed her enough to where she was like, okay, you know, I'll go on a date. And then after her date, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm already an adult. And I'm like, well, you know, como te fue, blah, blah. She's like, ay, no, estos hombres solamente quieren una cosa. And I'm like... Pues, ¿qué cosa? And she's like, pues, ya sabes. And I was Las like, ¿qué tiene? I was like, pues, ¿qué tiene? I was like, mom, we know you're not a virgin anymore because I'm, you know, I'm 20 something and my sister. So like, you know, ¿y qué tiene? She's like, ay, es que, like on the first date, she was like immediately, my mom es al grano, right? She's very direct. So first date, she was like, y ni creas que me voy a acostar contigo. I and I was it. like, that's not even, like, out of, and knowing her, I'm sure it was out of context, right? I'm sure it was just like, like what's your I'm favorite color? My ground rules. Yeah, what's your favorite color? Ni creas que me voy a acostar contigo. Like, I not and so, you know, and I'm like talking to my mom, like, mom, like, ¿Y qué? You know, like, ¿y qué? Like, you're, you're, you've done everything by the book. You did all your stuff. Like, enjoy yourself. Like, ¿y qué? She's like, I know, pero blah, blah. I was like, you think you're going to get pregnant? And she was like, no, ¿cómo crees? And I was like, okay, well then, ¿y qué? And then, like, I think slowly she started to, to, like, be more comfortable with having some of those conversations with me. 
Um, not like Mari said, my mom's not in, you know, not in like a lot of detail, but you know, she started like being welcoming of the thought that like I'm a grown woman too, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that things are different now. And I think it's sort of started to sit that she was like, oh well, you know, maybe it would be okay. Yes, I love that. Daddy, yeah. like, ¿qué va a pasar? Lo, like, lo que más tiene miedo es like, ¿qué, qué va a decir la gente. But it's like when you realize like, I'm actually a grown woman and I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. No le debo nada a nadie other than myself. Uh, y si quiero dar las nalgas, las doy. Y si no, pues me las, hey, me las quedo. And like you say, Kim, like, calladita, no te ves más bonita. Or like, no more, right? That right. is one of your slogans. And I think that's maybe like a revolution that our generation is kind of starting mm-hmm. with our parents, right? Making, saying, it's, uh, saying and making sure that que no, no te ves más bonita exactly. being quiet about things that... You shouldn't be. Yeah. After my divorce, I was just like, I've been, you know, doing things by the book, like your mama. Mm. I checked things off. I was a good girl. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I was like told myself, like, I'm not a good girl anymore. I'm a queen because a queen decides what she wants and how she wants things. And um, I like went into my rotation. Yes, and I was like, I'm going to. Rotation? <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm going to do what I want, who I want, when I want it. And that's exactly what I did. And it was like so liberating for me because I would literally like walk, like that just gave me so much confidence feeling like I had Mm. reclaimed my power over myself, over my sensuality, over what I wanted. So I was like walking to the the room. Let's say I was like at the club with my friends, but I would walk in and then just like look for who I wanted. And I would just like do a little come come hither to with my finger and they would come like do yeah exactly I'd be like you and they would come and I just did what I wanted with them and it was great and my grandma was like necesitas aplacarte cierra las piernas los hombres solo te van a usar and I was like titan ellos no me usan a mí yo los uso a ellos and she's like chingado she's like no she's like no sé si aplaudirte o darte una cachetada o sea quién te enseñó esto o sea quién te enseñó a ser así eres una loca destrampada and like I just and like y yo soy feliz le dije yo no hago nada like I told her I don't do anything now without choosing what I'm doing without doing it out of self-love. And if it feels loving to me, if it's something that I want to do, lo voy a hacer. Y ya. Y que. Me vale. Yep. You're bringing sexy okay. back. She did. Y que. Y me vale. Yes, girl. This episode has been filled with so much goodness and I'm so thankful Kim that you joined us today I know that you know we we kind of want to lead to a little bit of a wrap up and maybe this is a a a part one of of an episode and maybe in the future there's another one so we can continue to like really untangle you know all these layers that come with like sex and sexiness and sensuality in 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 within us and within mujeres and um and um pretty much everybody else you know obviously we're talking from mujeres perspective um but yeah my wish is for everybody to feel that inner sexy and really embrace it whatever that might be thank you kim for coming and really offering your expertise on radical self-love and for joining us um on this episode kim do you have any final message for our listeners i'm like mereces el placer y no chingaderas que te valga esta vida es tuya este cuerpo es tuyo amalo disfrútalo like vívelo like do things that make you come alive and like you deserve bomb ass orgasms todos los días everybody nice so Ladies, do you guys have any final remarks for the listeners? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Ike. Just remember that, Ike. Whenever you start having those intrusive thoughts, they like, you know, don't be your own tia criticona. Like, Eso. Um, and something I want to leave uh, the listeners with is, you know, buy yourself that dildo. No, just kidding. <laughs> buy it for your sisters. Buy it for your friends. It, you know, it's okay to explore your, your your sexual self and it's okay to walk into a store. So 
a ver cuando voy yo a la tienda en Ara Spencer's um, and, and just feel comfortable, right, walking into that store. I'm walking with my mom next time. <laughs> I'm going to take my hey, mom. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, yes, man, I, I would say maybe not so much for the dildo, but more more so for the vibrators. <laughs> if you're beginner, start with the three speeds. If you're if you're not more experienced, <laughs> hey, go back in there and explore new ones. Pero tú tócate como guitarra, okay? <laughs> that would be my... <laughs> Make music, make music within your own body. <laughs> Thank you all. This has been a wonderful episode. Thank you so much for being here, Kim. Gracias. To all of our listeners, don't forget to follow Kim at BadassXBonita on Instagram. Thank you all. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for today's topic. Special thanks to our audio editor and producer, HG from Beat Farm Productions. Hasta la próxima, and remember to join us next time by tuning in with your amigas to Spilling La Sopa. Spilling la sopa. Spilling la sopa. Spilling la sopa.